One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Punk is back in AEW, the AEW World Champion, staring down with the interim AE, AEW World Cha Why did I struggle to say that so much? At the end of this episode, CM Punk and John Moxie stared off. CM Punk back from his injury. Exciting times. It looks like it's going to be Mox versus Punk at All Out. Yay! That's fun. Welcome to the Rust Stop Podcast review of AEW Dynamite's Quake by the Lake, which is still a bad name. The show quality doesn't change the bad name. Uh, get in your Ultra Chats at rustletalk.com forward slash support. It's going to go through all your Ultra Chats by the time the show goes off the air today. All the ones that are five US dollars and up. And because we, I say we, you and Andy won Quizzlemania, uh, the round in Quizzlemania 50, it means that me and Thomas are reviewing AEW Dynamite. Yeah. Until, we got the good show until, until they both became good shows. Now yeah. it kind of feels redundant. But hey, I like AEW. Hell so yeah. hey, we're going to have a good time reviewing the show. Exactly. And we're CM reviewing Punk it to AEW up. confirmed. CM Punk to AEW confirmed. We're reviewing the show up until All Out, I think, was what the tip said. I can't remember. We're review it, reviewing it for a bit. Uh, yeah, so CM Punk came back. This was after the main event of this show, which was uh, interim AEW champ John Moxley taking on Chris Jericho, uh, which I thought was a really nice... Um, cornerstone of moxie's run so far because this is obviously like how they first interacted jericho being first aew champ john moxie winning off him all that stuff on his first aew world title run so i liked that this was like an important match for mox in his interim run because i think his interim run has been amazing so far this run as champ for mox i think has like been almost impeccable it's been so so good a fighting champion putting on great matches almost every single week in aew it's been a great run, and I'll talk more about it later when we talk about the punk stuff. Uh, but I thought this was also a great match as part of this uh, title reign. Chris Jericho leaning into the Lionheart side of his character as they've been building up in this feud so far. Came out with his Lionheart gear and, you know, Titantron and all that stuff. Didn't come out to Judas, you know, it was proper Lionheart Chris Jericho. It was, it was, it was, it was fun. Luke Owen. He loved it. it oh, yeah. His favorite thing on the show. Absolutely. Um, and uh, so here's the thing. Jericho's doing the highlights from all his career, right? He's doing the, the Painmaker, and he's doing the list, and he's doing the Lionheart, and he's doing all the stuff, right? Yeah, he's doing his greatest hits. He's doing that because he's retiring soon, right? I have no idea. Right? I don't know. Um, asking me if Chris Jericho's going to retire? I don't know. It would be nice for me if that's all right. I, 
I'm a bit over Chris Jericho. I've said this before. I'm a bit over Chris Jericho in, in the ring, I'll be honest. I think he's still a very good presence. He can help manage people or be a, a producer or coach or whatever, and I think he'd be great in that role. But I'm a bit over seeing in the ring. Having said that, he was very good in this match. And I really liked how they lent into a bit of like the chain wrestling and submission wrestling, the back and forth at the start of this match. Uh, Jericho just straight up ripped out Moxley's earring out of his ear. That was cool. Mm -hmm. That was a fun little spot. I like that. Pretty brutal. Already. If there's one criticism people have against John Moxley, it's that it, there's too much blood in his matches. So Mox is like, I would like to bleed more, please. <laughs> so Jericho just rips the earring out and he's like, ah, oh, blood. Classic. Um, so that they, I thought this was a very fun match. Very fun, like back and forth. Uh, got obviously a fair amount of time. It really felt like it had time to breathe. It felt big time. Both of them cut promos earlier on the show to build it up. A lot of time to breathe in this one. Nice back and forth some really crazy near falls towards the end of this match because I went into this not knowing the result of it and I assumed that Moxie would be retaining. Because You'd think. That, that's where this, that was the common theory going into this. Um, but there were some really close near falls. There was a really nice code breaker of Moxie coming off the turnbuckle into a code breaker. There was uh, Floyd the Bat uh, behind the referee's back went a little bit wrong because Sammy Guevara missed the throw. Launched it. Launched this is it. the opposite of Steve Austin's beer thrower. With 100% accuracy, Sammy Guevara launches this bat. He's not got a great track record of throwing things. One was the no. chair at Matt Hardy, and now it's the bat into the ring, which you completely missed. But they still did the spot behind the referee's back, bat shot uh, for a near fall. And off an exposed turnbuckle, Moxie goes into it, into the Judas effect. I was like, well, that's it, right? Jericho's winning. And then he kicked out of it. And I was like, damn, that was a really good near fall. Very, very good. I, I bought into that quite a lot. Um, Jericho managed to get the lion tamer in. But Moxley counted it, and he managed to get in the choke onto Jericho. Didn't have anywhere to go. Tapped out. I thought it was really good. Oh, that good was fun, fun match. It uh, follows the old uh, Hulk Hogan uh, philosophy of take everything the guy has and beat him with your finish. Mm, yeah. This is a strong babyface champion. You fight through everything. You take the bat. You take the outside interference. You take the, the, the turnbuckles. You take his finish. Mm -hmm. You kick out, and then you beat him. Yeah. That, it's all I can ask for, really. I like... I like that they brought this full circle because mm -hmm. it seemed like after Moxley won the title back in 2020 that there was still going to be something or other going on here. And then the pandemic hit and Jericho said something like, oh, I'm still a champion. I'll get back to that title eventually. And then it was two and a half years, mm -hmm. you know, and I'd felt during those two and a half years, there's like, oh, this is just going to be forgotten about, mm -hmm. isn't it? And I still kind of feel like it was. But as long as you bring it up two years after the fact, then it's long-term storytelling. Yeah, sure. So I'm told. But yeah, I thought this was a really fun match. I thought that this whole run was kind of perfectly encapsulated in this performance mm. from John Moxley. Because yeah. like you said, he's been having great matches as world champion time and time again. And really, this is kind of the run that we'd hoped he would have had in 2020 with Absolutely. a live crowd. Granted, I think his quality of competition at this point will probably have been improved because obviously there wouldn't have been a Brody King at the time, mm -hmm. wouldn't have been a Roosh. There would have been different matches made, and I'm sure they still would have been good. But he's had a very stellar list of opponents so far. And with CM Punk coming back shortly after this match, it looks like we're set up for another one. Absolutely, because I think if the show had ended there with Mox just winning, I think it would have been like, okay. Solid show. Good, sh good show. Not, not bad. Good show. Uh, but then afterwards, hey, out comes Jericho. Appreciates that. I was like, okay, post-match brawl. Guess we have to. Sure, whatever. 
Jericho Appreciation Society came out, beat up Mox. Here's the rest of Backpool Combat Club, minus Danielson, Ortiz and Kingston came out. It's like, okay, big brawl, sure, we've seen this a lot. What's different here? And what was different was the static came in, CM Punk's music hit, out came CM Punk, uh, cleared out the rest of Jericho Appreciation Society, and then had a little stare down with Mox. Mox did a little middle finger. I, I swear, in this main event, you could do a drinking game for every middle finger. There was a <laughs> lot of them in this main event. Um, and then you have the stare down of Punk and Moxley, and it looks like that's the direction we're going. Uh, Moxley walked up, kind of gave him a little shoulder barge, gave him a little finger and walked out, which is really nice. I'm really excited for this match at All Out because I think if they'd have done this match a few months ago, you know, if, if like Moxley had been Punk's next guy after um, MGF and all that stuff, right? Like it would have been, or after Punk won the title from Hangman, sorry. Like it would have been a big match mm -hmm. and it felt, it felt like a pretty big deal. I think now because of Moxley's title run that he's had, I think that he has been not necessarily elevated because he was already one of the top guys, but he feels like the top guy in AEW right now. Yeah. And I think this feels like the biggest match that AEW could put on right now is Punk versus Mox. And I think that that is testament to Mox's title reign. It's yeah. made him feel more important. You can be a pushed guy and still get a bigger push. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. Just because, like, yeah, I think he is in a better place than he was a few months ago and he's been great ever since he came back so it really is again just a testament to how hard he's worked mm. this year and how much he's put into this title reign because an interim title run that would be like two months between pay-per-views could be nothing mm. if it was done by the wrong people he's been great mm. and this match feels really big right now yeah i feel like a lot of these combinations of top guys in aew it's kind of like a foregone conclusion that we'll see most of these matches happen like we'll probably get cm punk and kenny omega at some point but now to see this built up to it really does feel like that much bigger of a match because of the road that we've taken to get here. And I feel a little bit weird saying that because I really do feel for CM Punk. Mm. Him getting injured this summer was like a real, real shot in the foot for, for AEW and... Uh, and CM Punk, and literally. CM Punk. But it has, it has been an example of AEW taking something and making the most positive out of it. Mm. And I think that is something that they're pretty good at. Yes, absolutely, yeah. And I think, yeah, this if this is going to be the headlining match at All Out, I think that's totally worthy of that kind of All Out main event because you consider All Out to be probably like one of the, the biggest show on their calendar normally. I've heard people say that like every one of their pay-per-views is their WrestleMania, and I think they just don't have one. No. But I think if there's going to be one, I think it is All Out. Yeah. I just like they so. like Chicago. It's yeah. kind of like, you know, it's like all in. It's mm. reminiscent. Same time. Yeah. You know, the whole deal. Yeah, also, yeah. I can't get away from this because the hardest thing that I saw in this whole show mm -hmm. was Mox and Claudio like dapping each other up after this match. <laughs> yeah. Just walking up the, the ramp, just being like, mm, yeah, we got him, buddy. Let's go. That's what I'm talking about. I was like, Blackpool Combat. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool. It's so cool. I, I love, love it. I love Blackpool Combat Club so much um yeah i mean i i thought this was a great way to win the show and i think this elevated what was a good show mm -hmm. into damn this was this was a really good show yeah. this was a great show even i'd i'd say 
Yeah, it's around that. Like kind of like a very good to great show, I think. Yeah. Uh, because of this, this was a great way to end the show. Really exciting. Gives people a, a firm direction for All Out. Because I feel like we're kind of in that space now where we're going to see a lot of the feuds kind of taking shape. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them have probably already been started and have just been like, here's a little thing, here's a little thing. But we're not going to actually see that much more development before now and All Out. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of stuff now, we're seeing the beginning chapters and hopefully we're going to get a lot of really exciting chapters between now and All Out. Because we've got, what, like three, four weeks now? Something like that. Three weeks, Which, I want to say. I, if I have a criticism of, of all this, mm. not necessarily this angle or this match or anything like that, but I really do think that these specials have really cut down on the amount of time that we've been able to build to these pay-per-views. Yeah. I would like to see, like, the pay-per-view build start about six weeks out. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, a lot of the actual build to the matches will have started much further out than that. I'm kind of expecting, like, a Miro and Malachi Black match it all out, which would have been built to since Forbidden Door. Yeah. But it feels like you need to get past, like, this week for them to, like, announce the matches and then start building to them. Yeah. And I would like that to take place a little bit sooner. Yeah, for sure, yeah. And I think... On the subject of those TV specials as well, I think there are too many at this point. Uh, It's just, it's kind of insane because we had, you know, Blood and Guts, we had, um, and that was like the week after Forbidden Door, right? Yeah. And then you had Fighter Fest, Fight for the Fallen, and that was Fighter Fest over two weeks, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, like there's there's a lot happening in the last like couple months. Um, So I'd like them to tone that down and have, because they don't feel as special. When you say, oh, it's quick by the lake, you go, so it's dynamite. Yeah. You know? It feels to me like they throw the big name on the show so that they can have an excuse to put the pay-per-view matches on TV to pop the ratings. Mm-hmm. Right? You could just do that anyway, right? You could, but like this is this is, you know, different different perspectives and different tastes and everything like that. But I would really love to see like the the matches that'll just be like trios matches or eight-man tags that are always fantastic just involving the guys in Mm -hmm. the matches at the pay-per-view rather than seeing like here's the big singles match for this guy and this guy and i was like well that could be a pay-per-view match Mm -hmm. but it's not so it's gonna be on tv and it kind of takes away from the time that would be building to other matches it's a weird middle ground that i think they kind of need to find but dialing back the amount of specials i think would help and I, I don't mind them doing a lot of TV specials if they had shorter pay-per-view cards. Right. But because they have really long pay-per-view cards as well, it's like you're having all these crazy single matches on the TV specials and crazy single matches on the pay-per-view. Mm. It's like, do like I feel like you need one or the other for a lot of these guys. Yeah. You trim down the pay-per-view. Like, card. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna complain that we're getting good matches on TV. No, of course days. not. Like you see Brody King and, and Darby Allen and they're they're having an incredible match in the opener on TV. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing no, by any means. not at all. But I do feel like it kind of distracts from the direction that we're going for the pay-per-view. Mm. And it doesn't feel necessarily anymore like the purposes of the shows are to build to the pay-per-view. Right. It's just kind of to pop a rating and then there's a pay-per-view in the middle of all of it. Right. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? For sure. It does feel a little bit more It's just It's overall, just tastes but... and like what I like to see in, in my wrestling and... Whatever, but it's still like a good show. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're not denying that. Yeah. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. 
like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Let's see what you guys think of the show. Do you think it was a good show? Uh, let's get into some of your ultras here. Send those into wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Gonna so read all, all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. That's a lot of fonts. Was it Rob that did this this doc? Of course it was. Of course it was bloody <laughs> Rob. Goodness me. Um Connor Connor Kitch. Connor C Itch. Connor Sitch. I don't know. Sorry. What's uh, the Sitch? Yep. Uh was at the show last night. It was my first time going to an AEW one. When CM Punk arrived, the pop of the crowd was unreal. Also, Rampage is pretty good this week. First time commenting. Love you guys. Jam that jam. Uh also PS uh OC, he is my favorite. And over. For uh, sure. Well, I'm glad to hear that Rampage was good, because that card did not look good. I will say, if someone is there live and saying Rampage is pretty good, I think that means it's fine. We'll see. We'll see how things go this week. Yeah. Because, you know. Yep. Um, Harry Burgess says, Greetings from Australia, boys. I'll be playing Clock Tower with you online thanks to Kickstarter. Amazing. Uh, wondering if you think this was the right show to bring Punk back, or whether you think there is there has been or will be another show that might have been better. I think this one was fine. Yeah. Honestly. It's just a timing thing. Like yeah. you want if he's gonna be ready for all out, then you, you probably have a match prob- all out, right? Yeah, you should have a match at all out, and he probably hasn't been ready for too long because mm. he's recovering, right? Yeah. It does kind of feel like okay, he's healthy, he's ready to go, he's gonna be cleared, put him on TV. Yep. hundred percent, yep. 
Uh, maybe Pointless said, Hope Mox wins. Punk beating Paige felt like Cena winning for no good reason. Punk comes in after having been out of wrestling for seven years, beats everyone. MJF, uh, minus MJF before getting the W over him, and then beats Paige for the title who has been there since day one. No. <laughs> That's just... No. I'm sorry. I don't agree with any of that. No. Like, this is how wrestling works yeah. i get i get that it's like oh it's the former wwe guy he's coming mm -hmm. in he's beating everyone but it's like he's gonna put someone over yeah that's what this is building to like yeah. i don't i don't know what the final direction of all this is yeah but he's very clearly here to put over a young aew guy yeah for sure it's not just oh let's put the title on cm punk because well, he's CM Punk, and yeah. he's, you know, and there's I, an element of that, but he's also the right guy to kind of be doing that with right now. I'd also say that there is a very good reason for Punk winning that title, and there is a great story being told of, like, does he still have the stuff? And mm. that, all that stuff went, went during his return. And it was more that he wasn't necessarily a former WWE guy, but it was like, he's a former ROH guy. You know, he's returning to that right. again after being in WWE. I think I think there's a bit more to the story than it's just winning for no good reason. Personally, that's why I think yeah. anyway. Uh, Mayor of Painsville Dan says, Hello guys, are you excited for the greatest return at least of this year? That's right, the best in the world is finally back. I cannot wait to see what Dex the Loomis is going to do now that he's back. Oh, and also CM Punk is back. Hooray, welcome back Tempest. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Um, I d I, it, when I was on the show with um, uh, Sat uh, last Saturday, yes. uh, Mayor Painswood Dan sent in an ultra chat saying, like, I really hope Dexter Loomis comes back, comes back at some point because he was saying how... It was speculation because he hadn't returned sure. at that point. He returned on Raw. And he said, like, I really hope he comes back. And Sat just turned and said, you know, he'd be a great 24-7 champion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Sat. Sat's great. great. Um, Michael Dominguez says, uh, what if the story is Mox evades slash refuses to fight Punk because of respect? He needs to earn it. Uh, wait, WrestleTalk hired Denise when Ollie ranted about wanting diversity, but then she replaced by Tempest. JK, y'all, can't wait to see the new show tomorrow. I didn't it's replace great. Denise. No, I was here before Denise got here. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm also on that show. That's <laughs> fine. Um, but I, what do you think about Mox evading... Or refusing to fight Punk. I don't know if the... I don't think It's not in his work. character. Why yeah. would he refuse a fight? Yeah, and also I think that he's already earned that shot because he's the world champion. Mox is the interim champ. Mm -hmm. I think if anything, Punk would be like, no, you don't deserve to fight me. I'm the world champ, you know? If he was going to be more heelish about it, right. which I don't. I still don't think he will. No, I, I don't foresee either side of this not wanting to fight the other. I agree. Makes yeah. more sense to want to, like make an undisputed champion and whatnot Absolutely. yeah yeah uh riot dr said hey yo uh ironically i was going to ask if aew mentioned cm punk since he went to heal up tony sure does love his surprises anyway totally looking forward to the promo battles between punk and mox safe to assume their match will be very bloody probably it's, yeah it's a moxley yeah. match yeah i can't wait for these promos i really hope they get a proper like face-to-face -face segment in the ring Rather than just like, you know, backstage promo, response backstage promo, mm -hmm. or like a proper like confrontation in the ring. I think yeah, that'd be I great. I think we need more of that. I think mm. we've lost that in AEW. For like, sure. Real like we've had Christian do it a lot, but that's hasn't been like a promo battle. It's just been no. him 
saying something. Talking ass word. Yeah. And really, since we lost MJF, I don't think we've really had any. Mm -hmm. And I think we're missing out on that. I, I think it's good to keep them special, and they shouldn't be like a frequent thing, and it should be reserved for people who are have like an intense rivalry or some sort sure. of like beef to, to talk about. But we should see a bit more than we have been seeing, which is basically non-existent. Yeah. Uh, Charles Berg said, uh, like Mussolini... And Kennedy, CM Punk is back from injury. Nice. There it is. It's good. Well done. Uh, when it comes to Moxley, uh, I've never been able to get into his matches. His promos are amazing, but it's violent with zero purpose. Also, my brother calls him Jeans Ambrose, which doesn't help. Jam that jam. That doesn't help. No, it doesn't. I, I like Charles. Mm, I appreciate I do Charles as well. a lot. Don't I don't get this one? Either. No, because I... violent for no purpose in a fight. Yeah, like it has a purpose, inherently. The uh, fight uh, is violence. Uh, He's just hurt him. more violent. Hurt him. Yeah. That's that's the purpose. I, yeah. I, I and I think there is, you know, elements to it in that I think a lot of people don't necessarily like blood all the time. Sure. Which, I, which, can which, which I can understand. Which I can understand. I can understand yeah. not liking the brawling style. Sure. You know? Different wrestling styles aren't for everyone. Not everyone likes Zack Saber Jr.'s matches. Mm -hmm. Not everyone likes Lucha matches. Not no. everyone likes whatever. And I'm totally fine if people don't like the, the Moxley matches, but, you know. A lot of people say, like, oh, he, he goes to the outside every time for no reason. It's like, that's his style, though. If mm. you look at it from, like, a realistic kayfabe perspective, that's how he fights. Yeah. Why would he switch that up every time mm. if that's what he's best at, you know? Yeah. And I think it, it does also serve a purpose in terms of, like, storytelling as well. Yeah. There is always purpose to go outside and to do the, the things that he does. I think there is a, a psychological purpose to it if you're telling the psychology of a match. For now, let's get into reviewing the rest of Quake by the Lake, uh, which kicked off with a banger of a match Hell yeah. between Brody King and Darby Allin in a coffin match, which started off very fast, because Brody King did his entrance, and Darby attacked him during said entrance. Immediately got the uh, the skateboard with the thumbtacks, bang, and he's bleeding. I was like, oh my god! Ah. And then it was very fast paced from then, suicide dives, and then all this moves coming in. And it was like a, a flurry of offense from Darby Allen. And then Brody King was something like, no! <laughs> he just shut him down very quickly. Something that Brody King is so good at doing is just being a wall, yeah. and just being like, no. Stop. No, I'm not gonna let you do that. Here's Stop the wall, it. brother! <laughs> <laughs> That's the wall, brother! Oh, God. Oh, that clip is so funny. Um, I thought this was great. Like, these two, obviously, love working together. Yeah. And they're they, perfect opponents they're for each other. They're perfect opponents. Brody's so big and loves chucking people around. And Darby is so small and likes being chucked around. Like, it's it's such a perfect marriage of, of wrestling styles. Uh, and they've they're both got really, really physical. A lot of Brody just, as I mentioned, just like swatting him and just being like, no, stop that. Stop diving around. I will I will hurt you. Um, got to a point where Darby was going to do a big dive. House of Black interfered. Really cool looking cannonball through a table, which mm -hmm. I really, in the corner. Oof, thought that looked great. Um, classic Sting stuff. Went to go open the coffin, and Sting's inside it! It's Sting! It's Sting! Came out, classic Sting stuff, beat down Buddy Matthews. Malachi Black was just chilling in the corner, in the ring the whole time. Sting went over to him, chucked the bat to him, and Black like, picked up the bat and was just like, no. And then he kind of just put it down and walked away. I don't know if I fully get that, personally. 
Yeah, I don't really know I what's don't... going on with the whole Malachi yeah. Black Sting thing. They're they're doing some sort of psychological warfare angle here, which is like it's cool, it's fine, it's different. You know, sure is different. Yeah, yeah. I just don't really get it. I don't know if I get it. Like the whole thing when they were on the stage and they walked away and then they look back at each other and they walk together and then they walk away again. I'm like. What's happening? Fight. <laughs> Just hate each other. Is that not what you want to do? I'm confused. Yeah. Do you not want to hate each other? I, I don't know what's happening. I'm very interested in where all this goes. Mm. Like, what yeah. is the plan for all these folks at, at All Out? Yeah. Because it could be Miro and Malachi in a singles. <laughs> Sting and Malachi in a singles for all I could know. Be. Uh, it could be like, uh, I don't know. Trios? Sting and Darby Allen and Miro? Yeah, maybe. Black? Maybe. No idea. Would they'd all be fine options, mm. I think. Yeah. But I'm I'm curious. Yeah. Um, I thought though, the crowning point of this match was the finish. Yes. The finish was so good, because the coffin was open on the outside. Uh and in a callback to their battle royal where this kind of all kicked off, uh, where Brody had the brilliant spot of choking out Darby over the outside. Darby just went completely limp and he just dropped him to win great spot to win that battle royal they did a, a repeat and a remix of that spot where darby took brody's chain that he had on his entrance choked out brody over the outside who then went limp and he took the chain off dropped to the outside rolled into the open coffin and the lid shut by itself and i was like oh that was perfectly orchestrated oh it was so so good what a brilliant a brilliant spot and i think if this is kind of like the the end of this brody king darby allen stuff a really fun little mini feud yeah. Just start to finish, I think both of them look better than when they uh, than when they went in. Great. Loved all of this. I think these guys have the potential to be, like, the destined to do this forever type, you know, where... Yeah. I mean, Brody got Darby's name tattooed on him. Mm. He got Darby's gravestone tattooed on him. So I don't think this is just going to be, like, a one-month feud or anything. Nope. I'm not sad about that. Like, I don't need them to feud literally forever mm. but i do think that they'll like go apart and then come back to each other i think this is like a great tnt title match at some point yeah i love this these two just are perfect opponents for each other they highlight each other's strengths so well mm -hmm. and it gives two guys like more to do right now because yep. really like i don't really know what darby allen's like goals or thing has been lately like yep. You know, they were kind of, he was involved in that three-way TNT title picture for a while. Mm -hmm. And we never really got anything out of that. He felt like he was just kind of floating through the mid-card. But this was the first actual storyline that he had for quite a while. Mm. I really, really dug it. Yeah. I like that he's got his own gimmick match, you know, where it's just like, it's different. Mm. I like, I just like the presentation of this match. Too often now I see like the big guy, little guy match and it's boring, you know, just because they're all the same. It's like, well, he's got to sell and the big guy is going to beat him up. And, and most of the time the big guy just wins and big guy should win most of the big guy, little mat, uh, little guy matches, but they did such a good job in this match of just doing it in a realistic way where Darby's just got to throw himself at this big man over and over and over again until he can knock him down mm -hmm. and do the damage that he needs to do. It's like when yep. you're playing a video game and you just keep hitting top rope moves because you just got to keep doing them. They're the most mm -hmm. effective. You just get Darby Allen throwing his body at the big man. And that, again, highlights both of their strengths so well. 100% mm -hmm. agree with everything you just said. Great opener to this Quake at the Lake show. 
typically great John Moxley and Chris Jericho promos. Mm-hmm. Uh, one before, one after the ad break. Thought it was really, really good. Um, both just saying that they're going to beat each other up tonight. Yay. Um, we got the uh, Trios Tournament brackets revealed, which we'll talk about in a little bit, because we'll talk about the tag match first. We'll come back to that. We'll link that into the Young Bucks Hangman stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, we got we it, as part of that Trios Tournament brackets, we saw it was going to be Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh as a trio. Yes, please. <laughs> that sounds fun. Um, and to build some momentum for that, we had Andrade, Alilo, and Roosh. Uh, they, they made their entrance. They're like, okay, they're going to have a tag match next. And I was like, okay, so they're probably going to face like some lower card team, get some momentum ahead of the trios tournament. That's fine. You know, it, it makes sense. Put them over as a tag team and how dominant they are and that stuff. And then I heard the Lucha Bros music hit. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. And then it's like, oh, it's a tornado tag match. I was like, what? <laughs> What's happening? Okay. Um... So yeah, we had Andrade, El Idolo, and Roosh versus the Lucha Brothers in a tornado tag match. Came out of nowhere. It was great. I mean, um, they did announce it beforehand. I didn't know that, though. That's the thing. Came out of nowhere for you. Came out of nowhere for me uh, because this this was awesome. Uh, and this was just straight up like proper Lucha Libre stuff. This this was a brilliant fast-paced match, as you come to expect from, from these four. Got given a little bit of time. Nice time to show him for all of them. Uh, I thought there was a really good spot in this match which I would argue is almost maybe too good for this match, <laughs> in that they tied up Penta's mask to the ropes, right? Yep. And Penta sacrificed his mask to dive into the ring to break up a pin so Phoenix didn't lose. I'm like, that is an amazing spot. That Like, the emotions behind that, to sacrifice, to sacrifice a luchador's mask is a really big thing. I'm like... This is just a throwaway tag match, though. Like, I feel like that spot was almost too good for this match and should have been saved for, like, something bigger. You know, if there was, like, a tag title match, I could totally understand all of those emotions and stuff. But I was like, this is just a tag (laughs) match, though. It's a tornado tag match. It's a tornado tag match. But regardless, there's no, like, stakes to this match, you know? Um, Still, though, a great spot, regardless. Uh, In the end, uh, they managed to get Penta out of the match after he sacrificed his mask. They managed to beat him up a little bit and get him outside the ring. Then they double-teamed Phoenix. They managed to get the win, uh, which is good. They built some momentum. I think they look really good. It's important to establish them as a tag team. just feel a bit sorry for the Lucha Bros, really, because they should be, like, one of the best tag teams in AEW, and I don't really feel like they've ever got there, despite being tag champs one time. Yeah, their tag title run was a little bit... I don't want to even say underwhelming, because mm. it was like it was good while yeah. it was going, and then it just got cut really short. Like, I was expecting them to have that those titles for much longer than they did. But yeah, I really enjoyed this match. I think it had some of like the classic Lucha Libre clumsiness to it, mm. which is it just kind of comes with the style. It's a less it's a less focused style. Like right. Lucha Libre literally translates to like free fighting. Yeah. You know? It's not meant to be it's meant to be pretty, but it's not meant to be as as focused as like a technical wrestling match mm. or anything like that. So there is some clumsiness at times, but it kind of adds to it when it's a tornado tag match. Yeah. You know, and I think adding the tornado tag rules just kind of, again, works to the strengths of the Lucha guys where the Lucha matches don't need tags. So this is a lot closer to what they're used to. I thought I thought they did a really good job of putting mm. over Andrade and Roosh, honestly, because... Mm. We haven't seen too much of these guys being put over as a team. Yep. Like, they'll do their separate things one and one. Roosh will have a match with John Moxley, and it'll get built up to from there. Mm-hmm. And it'll be really good. But if this is going to be La Faction Ingobernable, I need to see them as a team and as yep. a faction and everything like that. And this was a really good step. Absolutely, yeah. Um, and 
We got those, as previously mentioned, before this match. We had the trios tournament brackets were revealed. So in full, it's going to be Death Triangle versus Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Yes, please. Yes, please. That sounds like fun. Um, these are all the, the opening matches. And on the same side of the brackets, you have Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh versus the Young Bucks and their partner, whoever that might be. Who, Who can be? say? It's definitely Brandon Cutler. And over on the other side, you have House of Black versus Dark Order. Should be a good, good bit mm -hmm. of fun. Then you have Trustbusters versus Best Friends, which is... It's something. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. Best Friends will win that, I'm sure. Yeah. I think they looked at it and said they wanted Best Friends to be in the semifinals. Yeah. But who could the Best Friends, like, realistically beat? Like, if you look, they are kind of on know. the lower tier. Yeah. In terms of, like, getting wins as a trio and mm. everything, they're on, they're on the lower end of the spectrum when it comes to trios in AEW. Mm -hmm. So they just like, let's put in Dark one order, from Dark. Yeah. Let's see who they could beat. Yeah. That's about it, right? Yeah. Apart from so, Trust Busters. Yeah. The Trust Anywho, Busters. Parker um, Boudreaux. Parker Boudreaux. be in a match with Orange Cassidy. Yeah. On TV. Wild. Money where we've gotten to in a year. Yeah, crazy that. Harlan. Uh, and then, and then uh, backstage, we have the Young Bucks who are trying to get their partner. So they go and find Hangman Adam Page, who is backstage hanging out with the Dark Order. And they come over to, to Hangman and they say, I'm sorry for everything, right? I, if I could take it all back, we would totally do that. Uh, sorry for everything we've said, everything we did. You know, I, I miss the days when it was us three, well, the whole gang, really, when we were together, building the revolution, building towards AEW. That's my favorite time of our careers, you know? And, and being in AEW, like, it changed us. The, the money and the fame and, and all this stuff, it changed us. And, you know, maybe the internet's right. Maybe we are terrible people, and we want to fix that. And I'm sorry for everything. So, Hangman, can you be our partner for this trios tournament? And Hangman says, I'd love to. But I can't do that. I need to stick by the Dark Order. Because you guys say that you, you couldn't muster, couldn't even muster up the courage to say congratulations after I won the world title. But these guys did. These guys have been with me for a couple years, and I can't take away their opportunity. See, these guys are a trio. They're in the tournament. And if I'm in the tournament, I'm going to be taking away their opportunity. So I'm just going to be in their corner, and I won't compete in the trio's tournament at all. I'm sorry. And the Young Bucks are like, it's fine. Oh, don't worry about it, man. It's cool. Don't worry. Start walking away. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. And Hangman said his final line before they left. Hangman's final line was, if you guys are going to have a partner, it should be someone who never turned their back on you anyway. Then the Young Bucks left. And then Brandon Cutler was like, I think he's talking about me, guys. Shut up, Brandon. Shut up, Brandon. Um, just so, all of this. Stick yeah. it right in there. Yeah, so... Love this content. So that uh, Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh versus Young Bucks and their partner is happening next week. Mm -hmm. So, can you make a return next week? Seems like it. Right? Like, Seems like it. Who? I mean, realistically. Who else who could else it be? Who else is it going to be? Who else could it be if it's you not know, Kenny Omega? If it's not Kenny Omega, all the other elite people are kind of spoken for mm -hmm. at the moment. Yeah. It's going to be... Cody Hall. Bone soldier. <laughs> Bone soldier. You know, if they got Taiji Shimori, I would not be I'll, upset. I'd be alright with it, yeah. Nah. It, it will most likely be Kenny Omega. Mm -hmm. But, man, I've said this in the past. Like, any sort of elite slash bullet club storyline, mm -hmm. whatever, I'm just, like, injected into my veins. I, it doesn't have to be good. 
doesn't have to be great. It's like I thought the, the like this Young Bucks promo was like you know it was fine. It was it was fine. It was airing on the side of like cheesiness. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a little ham fisted, but. God damn it, it's wrestling. I don't care if you're going to do, like, a semi-cheesy promo when you've done, like, the most emotionally charged program of I don't even know how long. Yeah. I don't know. I just like this. I li- I've always liked the slow burn aspect of this where it's just, like, saves them last week. And you know there's something coming, but you don't know what. Mm-hmm. You watch the next week, and you get this chapter, and I'm sure there were tons of people who were like, oh, obviously, the Young Bucks and Hangman Page in the Trios Tournament. Obviously, that's where they're going. You yep. just saved them. I was one of them. And then they... It's not even really, like, a swerve. No. It's just... No, no. That is not the story that we were telling. Yep. I love that. I love it. Mm. Uh, I've seen some people in the chat say that a potential other person, if it's not Kenny, Kota Ibushi. Oh, that's fun. That is fun, isn't it? That is fun. It's real fun. They, uh, whatchamacallit, what were, what were their names? They were the Golden Elite. Yeah, yeah Golden Elite. Yeah. yeah. I, I bought their shirt, and they, mm. they wore it once. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Oh, man, this was great. This, this is my kind of storytelling. Much like yes. you were saying, this is my kind of storytelling. I love it. I'm really excited for next week. And I didn't think it would be possible. I thought... For sure, if Kenny Omega is cleared, he's coming back at all out. There's no way he's coming back before on a random dynamite. But then CM Punk came back on this episode. I was like, maybe he is, you know? Maybe he is just coming back next week. Sod it. Just go for it. Yeah. I could totally see that happening. To then give him a match at all out, could totally see it. Yeah. All of a sudden, we were looking at this summer with all the injuries and whatnot. You're getting Brian Danielson back, you get Punk back, you get Omega back. All of a sudden, this potential card for All Out looks a lot deeper. Mm, sure does. Uh, Luchasaurus then squashed a guy. Didn't Anthony even, Henry. Didn't even write down the name. One of the workhorsemen. I like Anthony Henry a lot. Cool. He got squashed, but I Yeah, like sure did. Um, Christian Cage then was on the Tron, tried to cut a promo, but Jungle Boy ran out from commentary, went to go attack him, but then the security stopped him. So Luchasaurus ran back there and then beat up the security. They stopped him like mid-dive. Yeah. He, like, dove at Christian, yeah. and they, like, caught him in mid-air. He's like, no, yeah. no, no. They caught him by, like, the legs, and, like, mm. you Dragged know, him back. He was, yeah. like, diving, and they <laughs> pulled him back. It was a really weird visual. Yeah. But I don't know why it made me laugh so much. It was very good. Yeah. Um, so here's a question. Yes? Are we cheering or booing Luchasaurus? I don't know. <laughs> that was I thought me. this. Was I was like, like what? Who? Where is Luchasaurus on this? Put the green mask back on if you're nice. Yeah. You know? I want you to look like one of my dinosaur action figures if you're going to be a good guy. Mm. Like, colorful. Yeah. Fun. But th- this is what makes me think that he's not a good guy. Could be. But it feels like we're s- supposed to be cheering him. But I'm like, but he's got all his heel presentation stuff. So I don't know. So I was you thinking know? about this. I was thinking, I was like, well, what could we do here? And what at what point do you cross a line of stupidity that you can't come back from? Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, what if they do some sort of storyline where it's like he's primitive? And he'll just listen to whoever's speaking to him sort of thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's he's allied with this okay. group. And it's like, Christian can just kind of, like, turn him easily. Because he's, mm-hmm. like, he can easily be convinced of things. Right. Something like that. I don't know. Because I'm trying to make sense of this. Yeah. Why he was with Jungle Boy, then with Christian, then with Jungle Boy. He still got the black mask. And I don't know. I don't know what the deal with Luchasaurus is. Yeah. 
And I mean, like, obviously, he's got a master's degree in medieval history and whatnot. He's a very smart man, and he's said as much on the show before. So you do kind of have to retcon some things with this idea. Yeah. But I'm, like, trying to make sense of it. Yeah. And I'm having trouble so far. Yeah, that's my thing is I'm having trouble to make sense of it, and that, to me, isn't great. Yeah. You know, just want it to be a bit more. So it's got, I'm, I'm not saying they need to, you know, spell out every tiny little detail of the story because I'd like to be curious about it and see where it's going. But at this point, I'm less curious and more just confused. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, so where is this going? You know, I'm yeah. not 100% sure. Miro cut a promo. Uh, Julia Hart was also there who tried to tempt him. But you should just give into it like I did. And he said, there's only one woman who can touch me and it ain't you. <laughs> It's just great. And he said, tell your pagans that I accept their gift and I will use it to destroy them. I see the war path to my god and it goes directly through the House of Black. These are great lines. Yeah. I would love to see some action to go with it. See, the, we can... I think it's the next uh, segment, perhaps. So, could get into it. But I think the quality of this show kind of comes down to which guys are being put on TV in matches and, like, in front of the crowd every week. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a rotation of guys, and you'll kind of see periods of time, you know, it's usually, like, this person was TNT champion, so obviously they're on TV all the time. But then there's times, like, now, and I'm just kind of tired of seeing Jay Lethal's crew, and they're on TV, like, every single week. Yeah. And I would much rather have that time be spent by people like Miro who could just come out, like, have this promo air, and just have him come out and, like, kill a guy. Just squash someone. Or even not squash them, but just have a really good, fun six-minute match. Yeah. I would rather see that. I'd yeah. rather see more Miro. Uh, there was a backstage segment first of Powerhouse Hobbs, who was going to get interviewed by Mark Henry. Mm -hmm. uh, but then the factory came up and just been like, hey, you beat up Ricky Starks, and we're going to finish the job. Aaron Solo's going to beat him up. And then Powerhouse Sub says, don't let your problem become mine. Question, Tempest. Yes. Why are they so set on parodying Tony D'Angelo? Of all people, why are they parodying Tony D'Angelo? Hey, bro, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> what is their fascination? I don't understand. Why is Nick Comoroto a poor imitation of him? Why is Cole Carter there? And why does QT Marshall keep doing references to the NXT Act? Stop it. What's the point? <laughs> I saw, I saw, um, I, I don't know how to actually pronounce his name. It's very high with an X on Twitter. It's a great follow, by the way. He tweeted today. I was like, yo, do you think QT Marshall is good at cornhole? He looks like a man that knows how to throw some bag. And I was like, that is the most cutting non-insult I've ever heard of a wrestler. It was like, he looks like he'd be good at cornhole. He's just a guy. Yeah. He's just a guy. He does play darts, doesn't he? He, he absolutely goes to the pub in his yeah. bowling shirt and yeah. plays darts. Oh, man. That's very he funny. Drinks an IPA or I just, something. I just don't know Turns what the factory are, you know? I just don't get it. Yeah. They've been, they've been fascinated with this Cole Carter, Tony D'Angelo stuff, and I don't, I can't fathom it. Anywho... Jay Lethal sat in him singing Sonji Duck came out, as you previously mentioned. Jay Lethal then called out Wardlow and was just like, hey, sat in him singing Chokeslammed you, so I should get another TNT title match. And then Wardlow came up and was like, yeah, all right. See, I can't say this anymore because the times they are a changing, but this was WWE-rific. 
Yeah, it was. Oh, I beat him. And then we beat him up after the match, so give me another title shot. That's not how it works! <laughs> it's never worked like that here. And it's been better off for it. Yeah. Of I all just... the people that just like, well, let's run back that match. Why this one? I don't know. They're I don't set, know. I think they're just set on having Wardlow powerbomb Satnam Singh. Mm. And they need reasons for them to keep interacting until they do that. Yeah. And I don't care that much no. about seeing the big guy get powerbombed. No, I really don't. Also, if you're going to do that, do it. <laughs> Instead of building to it over several title matches, just do the spot anyway. It'll be just as impressive yeah. whenever you do it. Wardlow says he can have another title shot, but then says, but tonight I'm going to beat up all three of you. Goes down. And then he's joined by FTR for some reason. Yeah. Then FTR came down and the three of them were in the ring. Then there was this weird like standoff with the three of them in the ring and then the three of them out of the ring. And then Jay Lethal was the only one who went into the ring out of the three of them on the outside. And then he got a big rig for his troubles. I was like, why did... Everyone just looks very stupid in this segment. This was segment. a very confusing this was odd. segment. Very yeah. odd segment. Very um, strange. Can I... I don't want... Again, I don't want to be fickle. Because again... I made a what I think is a pretty good video essay on Parts of Unknown. Mm. You should watch it. How AEW made Wardlow a perfect monster baby face. Mm -hmm. Not been in love with this Wardlow TNT title reign. No. Like, I think it's been fine. I think at times it's been good. Mm -hmm. And I think these TNT title runs really matter. Like, they really are dependent on the quality of challengers. Yeah. You know? And their roster is so stacked that I don't need to see guys like Jay Lethal getting multiple shots at it. Yeah. Just have, like, I don't know. It, it's not, like, unsalvageable or anything, no, but if not. I was going to book Wardlow's TNT title reign, I would not have done it this way. No. Uh, Jericho Appreciation Society backstage cut a promo. Anna Jay likes to choke people out. Um, we got Ricky Starks versus Aaron Solo. This was a quick match. Ricky Starks won with a spear. It was solid. It was a nice spear. It I like very Ricky nice Stark's spear. spear a lot. Mm, very, very good. Nick Comoroto came down with a chair. Starks managed to escape that attack and escape all the rest of the factory coming out, and he ran up into the into the crowd and celebrated. He's really over, which mm -hmm. is great. Big fan of that. Really like Ricky Starks. I think he's like the latest guy to be their, more, their most organically over mm -hmm. star. Yeah. You know, for like, there was like a period of time where I thought, it was like, for a while it was Britt Baker. Mm -hmm. You know? Yep. And it's like, it's changed over time Hook. where it's just like, yeah, Hook, mm -hmm. perfect example. And for a few months there, Hook was like the most organically popular guy that they had. Now it seems like Ricky Starks is going to be that guy. Mm -hmm. And I am not upset with that in the least. Not at all. That guy is a main event talent waiting to happen. Sure is. Uh, Billy Gunn and the Ass Boys were backstage. Stokely Hathaway offered a business card to the Ass Boys. Billy Gunn interrupted and then tore it up. And then Danhausen came in and said, see you on Friday. Yup. Apparently, it's good. Cool. Respectfully. <laughs> I will believe it when I see it. Mm -hmm. It's, I, I it's saw, Beardhausen. It is Beardhausen. Which is Eric Redbeard making his AEW return. Yeah. To team with Danhausen. Okay. Against the Ass Boys. <laughs> okay. It's an interesting match to book for Dynamite. Yep. I'd like to know where the Stokely Hathaway stuff's going. Yeah. You know. I was really, re like, I think Stokely Hathaway's debut was, like, my, my highlight of that pay-per-view. It was really good. That was, like, finally! Yeah. Oh, my God! 
everybody, he's finally here. He's gonna cut great promos for Jade, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great. And I'm kind of waiting for that, mm. you know. And he's had occasional highlights, you know. He'll drop a really good line, and yeah. he'll be like, "Oh, great, that's the Stokely Hathaway we want to see." But then the rest of the time, he's just handing out business cards, like, "But why? Yeah. What is this leading?" I understand to? he's got to develop like a clientele, sure. and everything. And we're getting some sort of like. Bobby Heenan family thing where he's just recruiting everyone regardless if they have any relation to, to each other like the ass boys and Ethan Page and you know obviously Jade and the baddies Lee Moriarty. Like they're, they're, Lee Moriarty they're all very separate so I think hopefully it'll just be a way to get Lee Moriarty on the sh or get Stokely Hathaway on the show mm -hmm. at every opportunity possible cutting promos for as many people as possible but yep. like I don't know, Ethan Page doesn't really need someone to cut promos for him. Might mm -hmm. need a manager, you know, but I don't know. I'm waiting for the Stokely Hathaway thing to come into focus, and it hasn't yet. Yeah. And I'm still giving them a little bit more time. For sure. But it's not like he just got here. He's been here for months now. I'd like to see it. I think that, I, or I'd hope anyway, that post All Out, might be the Stokely Hathaway time. Like he's building all this, all the clientele and stuff now, so that when it gets to post all out, he can have like now it's the Stokely Hathaway time up until full gear, and his clientele is going to be the feature of the things. That Maybe sounds good to me. I'm hoping for it. Yeah. Uh, Best friends in Trustbusters had a promo. It's a lot of promos on this show, um, but it was fine. I liked the fact that Orange Cassidy called an interview with Tony Schiavone just to showcase the high fives between him and Best Friends. That was funny. Very in character. Yep, like it a lot. Um. It's fine. Not much to it. Not much to it. Uh, we had a TBS title match between Madison Rain and Jade Cargill. It was a solid match. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah. I yeah. I liked I, I liked the it. ending sequence. Yeah. Like, kind of back and forth counters, back and forth counters, and then Jade 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 gets the win. That's fine. <sighs> I don't really have much else to say yeah, about it. I I'm trying to hold my tongue. Yeah. Because like I said to to Luke and then to you in the office, mm. I was like. Did I miss some period of time where Madison Rain was good and like everyone just got this perception of her being like one of these stars of the women's independent scene and everything? Trailblazer. Because I don't really see it. I've never really seen it. Just, you know, like she's obviously better than when she debuted in TNA and stuff and was just with the beautiful people. But I don't know, man didn't really do anything for me i'm happy that jade got like a bigger win than she has as of late because mm -hmm. like you know some of her more recent wins have been like layla gray and it's like that's fine and everything but you she should be beating some established names and all that and she did that but yeah you know i don't know cool. it's just fine Get in, in more exciting news athena attacked jade post-match yes that's good I assume that might be the match at All Out. I would think Athe so. Athena versus Cargill, which I think Athena might win. Maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah. I don't it. know who's going to beat Jade. I don't know either, but I'm into it either way. Yeah. I think if Jade wins, cool. If Athena wins, cool. I'm happy. Yeah. Should be should be a very good match. And yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Honestly, it's one of the matches I'd be most looking forward to on the show. Just, mm. it, it. I think it's been built up to for a long time. And the matches involved have been pretty good. So, mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm happy with this direction. I'm I still it. think, well, they announced on this show that Chris Statlander apparently got hurt somewhere along the way. About to get into that, yeah. Yeah, news to me, but I thought that it would have been a three-way between them at uh, at All Out, but yeah. maybe it would have been, and now they've had to change, but maybe. who knows. Uh, Tony Schiavone was backstage with Thunderstorm. 
And he says, because Chris Statlander is injured, Tony Storm has rocketed up to, like, number one contender for Thunder Rosa's AEW title. Does that mean Statlander was number one contender? I don't know. I don't know. But, okay. The sum total... I'm going to try and keep it short. But for the sum, to sum total of this promo, was them being like, oh, it's just... It's just so unfortunate that we have to... Oh, I just didn't want to fight, but... Well, I guess if we're forced to, I, I guess I'll fight you for the world title. It's like, y'all... You've already fought for the title. You guys... Know, like, you guys know... Your, your goal isn't to get the AEW women's tag titles. Like, you guys know that you're going to be fighting for the world title at some point. It's fine. I promise. You don't need to be like... I'm really, I'm really upset about this. I just, didn't, I just didn't think I was gonna, I just didn't think I'd have to fight you. You know, like I'm just, oh, it's just, it's just such a shame. It's like, just say like, hey man, I've been really enjoying teaming with you, but hey, Let I want to be world champion. Let win. the best woman win. I'm really looking forward to getting that title. Bang, handshake, cool. Segment over. That's all you need. I don't get this. Yeah. Uh, it's, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Kind of like, especially to me, because I think they're only a team because they came up with the name for them to be a team. <laughs> like, Thunderstorm? Well, they have to be a team. Well, they're, they're best friends now. They don't want to fight. Yeah, was, I'm sure this will like, be another good match at the pay-per-view. It's but... like, what, a month ago? Uh, they wrestled at Forbidden the... Door. Yeah, so just, so just over a month ago. The end ago. of June, yeah, end about a June. month and a half, yeah. In like, six weeks, they've developed a bond that they no longer want to fight each unbreakable other. Unbreakable bond. <laughs> Uh, then we got the rundown for Dynamites and Rampages and all that stuff. And then we had the main event that we spoke about earlier. Uh, I would say overall, in my editor review, I think I might have been a bit too generous, you know? Mm. I gave it a 4.5 out of 5, because I was torn between doing a 4 and a 5, because mm. I was really hyped off Punk's return. But I think this is a 4 out of 5 show. I think it's a 4 out of 5 show. I think it's it's a really good show. There was a bit of downturn in the middle of the show, but it mm. started really strong. It ended really strong, which is the two most important bits of the show, is yeah. the start and end. For sure. Um, but, yeah, I just felt like it kind of had a bit of a downturn in the middle, which didn't quite do anything for me. But there was still some good stuff peppered in through that middle anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. Good I, think, I think, as you said, it was like a really good show. Mm. And to me, a really good show is a four out of five. Three is good. Mm -hmm. Four is really good. Five yep. is great. Yes. Amazing. Whatever you want to say. I think that's, I think that's just fine. Yes, I agree. Well, before we get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here, uh, we'll get into saying thank you to some very special people. Those are our $25 and above pledge hammers on our Patreon page. If you've not been to our Patreon page yet, you really should. Patreon.com forward slash rest talk. Got a new upload schedule over there so that every Wednesday you can have a new piece of content in your feed. Apart from our months where there's five Wednesdays, which is this month. But that's not the point. For four Wednesdays, you're going to be having new content. And yesterday, we debuted our new show, the Behind the Scenes Show, which is me, Tempest, Luke, and Ollie, all talking about like the past month-ish of content uh, and a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff of how those videos got made, a lot of like production stuff and how stuff is structured, anecdotes just from life yeah. or anything in the past eight months. So it's a big like behind-the-scenes look at how stuff gets made on WrestleTalk. So if you're interested in that, go to uh, patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Sorry. And go check out all your content. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname. And it gets read out on a show much like this one. So thank you to the Cyclone, Brandon Sires. Yeah, why do you still pay for these? <laughs> Shawn Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. Yeah. 
Brian, Nell, and Boyd. <sighs> Chris Hellfire Brimstone. <sighs> Infinite Crisis Chris Jenkins. <sighs> All Star Chuck Turner. <sighs> Colin McLeaner than Finn Balor. <sighs> Who wants to walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? <sighs> Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. <sighs> the Findicator Finn Brennan. Always shining, Garrett Albright. Yeah. And General Jimmy G. Yeah. Thank you so much, all of our pledge hammers over on our Patreon page. Go to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk for your own shout outs and loads of extra bonus content. Let's get into the rest of your Ultra Chats here before we get out of here. Uh, last chance to get those in at russeltalk.com forward slash support. Last chance for those five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Riot DR said, poor Andrade. He was trying to have a badass fist bump moment with Roosh, but I assume his mask hinders his peripheral vision, so it looked awkward. Match was sweet, but the ending felt flat to me. I don't know, maybe I wanted a Dragon Lee cameo. Love you guys. I could, I could understand that. Mm. I could understand wanting the, the reveal of the third man. To be in this match, but yeah. I don't know. I I think Roosh's finisher looks deadly. It's so the good. The bull's horns. Oh. It's great. It's brutal. Uh, Riot DR says Dustin Rhodes has the Crimson Mask award for that gusher of blood during his match with Cody, but Brody King sure tried to take that title. King blood so much, I'm sure Mox was jealous. I think I'm fine with Darby being undefeated in casket match. Uh, I think I'm right in with Darby being undefeated in casket matches. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Yeah, three and zero. Oh. Nice. It was. Uh, That's I good. Who the, who the second one was? It was Ethan Page, and then. Uh, Who's the middle one? Oh, I don't know. Billy Gunn. No, piss off. <laughs> Kick out of two coffin drops. Uh, Banana Wama said, uh, main event wasn't bad, but I got sucked out of it when the walls was held uh, conveniently until the commercial break was over. I feel like they are the type of guys who can just improvise a bit instead, and it would have been just fine. Still a fun show, though. Yeah. I can understand it. I saw people saying this on Twitter, so mm. I, like, it's, I don't want to say a common opinion, but I've, I've heard it. From more than one person, I'm not gonna say that you're wrong, but also doesn't bother me that much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bacon Rasher said, "Hi lads, well this is perfection. Tempest comes to the UK, we win AEW review rights, and it's LIW for life. Nice to have you both reviewing a good show. All we need now is a Q and A Tempest talks live stream. Another great AEW show, and thanks as always, guys. Hashtag LIW. Thank you, Bacon Rasher. Appreciate Hell it. Yeah. Mitchell." Gillum said, Hi guys, first time commenter. I know this may be a bit of a hot take, but I'm starting to sour on Darby. Most of his matches are starting to feel the same. Also, any chance the Bucks get Marty or Flip as their partner? Doubt it! Neither of those would be good options. No. For different reasons, but neither of them would be good, I'd say. I don't believe that Marty Skrull's ever going to wrestle on a major promotion again. I think. He'll still be correctly. wrestling on that god-awful Battle Arts Pro show. So, there you go, promoter. Mm -hmm. You know who you are. Yep. I think we all know who that is. Yep. Kate Ayers Kutchwa said, I was there last night too. I think we were excited about Rampage because almost every match had a Minnesota guy in it. Dante, Eric, Ari Davari, etc. The show was amazing, but I wish they could get their women's division to be as good as the men's. Don't we all? Yeah. Don't we same. all? Uh, they continue by saying, Tony Khan came out during one of the commercial breaks to promote the Rampage card, and he was so hyper that my husband turned to me and asked, is he on drugs? I had to explain that no, he's just kind of an excitable guy who loves owning a wrestling company. You know, this has been a, I don't, I don't even want to say theory, but a popular 
deal amongst fans. Mm. I've heard from people that know Tony Khan that he is just like that. Yeah. An excitable man. Wrestling is his bump. Yeah, exactly. Keith Below said, mini fantasy booking for the Bucks. They fight in the tournament with just the two of them. Every match, 3v2, but they keep winning. Make the finals. Hangman joins the mid-match to win. Omega comes out after the match with new faction to set up next feud. I don't like that, personally. I, I am not a fan. No. I'm not a fan, personally. It, I don't know. It feels uh, very TNA. It feels very... Uh, they shouldn't have a tag team in a trios tournament just because they already have tag titles. Like, it just yeah. shouldn't shouldn't be a thing. It's like when and, uh, Matt Morgan held both the tag titles by himself. Mm, you yeah. Know? It's like, I don't know. A lot of points to this to yeah. me. Hangman joins the mid-match. Yeah, I don't like that I, I either. I don't get that either. No. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Cassidy Delaney said, damn, the opener and main event, incredible. Just uh, just loved every bit of the Lionheart thing. Having the old white zombie song and the, the striper pants, wonderful. Uh, I don't think Jericho was still capable of having a match of the year list candidate, but he is. He's good. That, that is heavier praise than I would have given this match. Same. That being said, I think that his match with Eddie Kingston at Revolution would be closer to a match of the year candidate than this one. Yep. So I'm not saying that he can't have it. Yes. Uh, Tails P said, five-star match. Giants and Cruiserweights work great together. <laughs> hey, that's a My GM mode reference. Uh, I thought instead of sacrificing his mask, Penta would have a second mask under the first like Sting or Kakashi. I will always choose Jericho in the ring over commentary. <laughs> Sting or Kakashi? I yep. was like, who? What? And then it took me a second. I really appreciate that reference. I don't know what it is. Naruto. Oh. Oh, yeah, right. It's okay. Like, oh, the mask is yeah. another one. Nice. Um, the Milkman, nice, said, uh, Luchasaurus was with Christian to make sure he was safe until Jungle Boy came back. It's what he said on commentary. All right. Uh-huh. So Interesting. Why, so why is he still super heel now, then? Yeah. Still with his, his spooky music. Yeah, if he were, if he came out with the green mask, mm. it's fine. That's sure. a fine explanation. Sure. I'm wondering about the change in presentation. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ricardo Rivera said, uh, what are the odds that Mox wins versus Punk at All Out? I would say probably slim, but yeah. not, like, impossible. Not impossible, but I think slim. Yeah. 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 I saw Sean tweet this earlier. You gotta do Punk and Eddie Kingston at Grand Slam. Oh, you do, don't you? In New York. Oh, you've got you to have it. have to. Like, yeah. that's the match. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, the yeah. match. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, Charles Burke says, I just think being covered in blood, every match loses its luster. But yes, it has purpose. It can be tough to convey a full idea with only 255 letters. But basically, for me, the character of I'm crazy, so now you bleed gets old quick. Jam that jam. I understand uh, the not wanting blood in every match. Mm -hmm. I think having sure. blood in every match does diminish the returns. Diminishing there. returns, yeah. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Cassidy Delaney said, Tempest, as you're the big New Japan fan, I must ask, thoughts on the G1 this year so far? Also, any clue on who's going to win the thing? Also, the few matches I've had a chance to watch, the Jay, Sonata, and Cobb Okada ones were really good. Standouts for you? Unfortunately, that would have required me to watch any of it this year. <laughs> <laughs> and it has been a busy summer, and it has not been the most interesting G1 for me. I will say, my standout is Tom Lawler. Just because cool. he's in the G1. Sure. And I saw him cut a great promo backstage, and he wrestled Okada like a day or two ago, and I think that's goddamn rad. That's cool. he's just a cool guy. Mm-hmm. 
Kevin said, Tempest, your shirt reminds me of when KO and Y2J did a segment bullying Tom Phillips backstage at Survivor Series. Tom said to KO, why are you wearing blue? You're on Raw. And KO said, I don't care. It's Blue Jays colors. Was yeah. fun. Go Blue Jays. Well, I said it back in like March or April. We're winning the World Series and the Yankees are falling apart. Sure. Uh, Omar Hosue said, uh, I know Pete didn't like it, but aside from Punk returning, I really liked Wardlow being backed up by FDR, particularly with their history in the pinnacle and how they refused to get involved when MJF was trying to put him down. I just thought it was neat booking. Genuinely forgot they were in the pinnacle together. I've forgotten that. That actually makes a lot more sense. Yeah. And I do now like that. Yeah, angle. yeah, yeah. No, I, I, don't, I, I don't mind FDR coming out. I genuinely forgot that they were in the pinnacle. I forgot the pinnacle was a thing, you know? You know, like, we, we kind of said... They were, they were uh, never really portrayed as a proper unit not really yeah they had their moments yeah and everything they they had their moments but no wow. but man that's it, not it's yeah fascinating like we kind of said on the behind the scenes podcast and among other things that mm. like there's been a lot of news this year mm. i don't know why but mjf being off tv has made me forget about every mjf related thing yeah legit Oh my god. Like, I don't remember the pinnacle and the. Like, if they came out in an MJF segment, I would be like, why? <laughs> the same reason, you know? It all feels so separate from each other now. Yeah. What's Sean 100%. Spears been up to? Yeah. Having a baby. That's what he's doing. Oh. Yeah. Good for you, him Sean and, Spears. Him and, him and uh, Cassie Lee's pregnant. So oh. Very nice. Congrats to them. Congrats. Uh, anyway, I think that's going to do it for the Ultra Chats, and that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it. If you haven't yet, like the video. Subscribe. We've got more content coming soon. We're going to be back on uh, Saturday reviewing SmackDown and Rampage, and we've got our new Friday show uh, with me, Tempest, and Luke going up tomorrow, so subscribe to that as well. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back next week for more Dynamite reviews as well, I think. Nope, I'm off next week. I'll be back. Tempest will be back next week. I'm off next week. It's my birthday next week. Happy birthday, Pete. For real, for real. Yeah, it'll be next. It'll be next Friday. Right. Will be my actual birthday. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much for watching. Really do appreciate it. Uh, like, subscribe. See you guys next week. Bye. Jam that jam, etc. Liw for life. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.